the seed offerings that you've given. Get ready for a huge breakthrough. You might want to write this down. I'm going to start over again. It's already begun in some of your lives. He sat here and shared with me that you cried out to God and asked him, How, God, how will this ever change? How can this ever come to pass? God will do whatever he has to do to move that mountain that's standing in your way. And he's, he's done it and doing it, and there's going to be a huge change in 2018. Expect it. So I'm going to start again. 2018 is going to be the year that God is going to open doors for all the seed offering. You know it says to give tithes and offerings. For all the seed offering you've sown. Get ready for a, a huge breakthrough. There will be a great harvest for the seed sown. It is like the seed in the ground. It starts to develop as it's being watered. And your seed is growing. You can't see it, but it is growing. And as you water it with the washing of the word, and speak the word, and come hear the word, and expect, it will grow this year faster and strong. It will be strong. Nothing, nothing can pull it up. The only thing that could pull it up would be your words, that it's not working. But God says today, in Jesus' name, that the seed you've sown is working. Do not be dismayed at all about anything, for he is working in your midst. He is going to complete the work that he's begun. He is going to change situations that looked impossible. And you're going to turn around and say, God, how did this happen? How could you change this so quickly? Rejoice. Expect and keep sowing. For the promises of God are yea and amen. Yes and amen. And he has so much more for you. So starting January 1st, things are already happening, but starting January 1st, there is going to be a supernatural move of God on your seed. That seed that you've sown has gone further and further out, and God is moving. And you'll turn around and look and say, Father, I thank you for what you've done, because it will be even greater than anything you could have asked for, prayed for, or thought of. Ephesians 19 and 20. 
Study it. Expect it. The windows of heaven are opening. They're open already, but they will pour out a blessing that you cannot contain. Expect it. Don't say anything contrary. Expect it. And we give you praise, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to your name. Good night or day. Nothing's wrong with my voice. I'm just getting on my 75th birthday. I'm getting into puberty. <laughs> so, so, stay with me. Okay, for the nugget this morning, to take a step of faith. To take a step of faith. Glory to God. You cannot remain seated. So, some of us have been seated for a long time. We need to change that. Praise God. Father, we praise you. We just give you thanks, Lord, as we're about to look to your word. I thank you, Lord, that the eyes of our understanding may be open, Father God. And Father God, we thank you, Lord, for the glorious light, Father God, that will shine in our hearts this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. In the book of Luke, um, first chapter, beginning with verse 26, it reads, and in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent out from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came unto her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among men, women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and cast in her mind what manner of salutations this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou, for thou, shalt, uh, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He shall be, he shall be great and shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom there shall be no end. Hallelujah. Amen. It's a promise that has been fulfilled. Amen. But uh, the, here we are again, that time of the year. December. It has come quickly. And all the joys of Christmas are about us. About us okay? Um, but what is the real meaning of Christmas? Is it the bright colors? 
polite cards coming in the mail, gifts under the tree, snow in the yard, stockings hanging by the fireplace, a jolly old man with a white beard wearing a red flannel jumpsuit, fabulous meals with family and friends, and shouts of Merry Christmas to those that pass you by. And a few songs like Have a White Christmas, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, and Granny Got Ran Over by the Reindeer. <laughs> all, all of these hide and obscure the truth about Christmas. Who is the baby? Jesus. Why did God send his son into this sometimes cruel and hard world? For what reasons did Jesus come to this earth? I just want you to think about that for a moment. For what reasons did he come to this earth? Uh, so, we'll begin with the book of Matthew, chapter 1. Matthew, chapter 1. Glory to God. This is the reason, one of the reasons that Jesus was sent. Matthew 1, verse 21. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. For he shall save his people from their sins. From the Amplified, it says, She shall bear a son, and shall call his name Jesus. The Greek form of the, uh, of the Hebrew Joshua, which means Savior. For he will save his people from their sins. That is, prevent them from fail, failing and missing the true end and scope of life, which is of God. His name is Jesus. Salvation. Jehovah's salvation. And he will save his people from their sins. Receiving Jesus, your sins are forgiven. Washed away by the blood. Glory to God. Saved us from our sins. Now let's turn to the book of John. Book of John. We're going to be all over the place again. Book of John chapter 3 this time. A verse that we've all heard. It's John, John 3, verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Hallelujah. Jesus came to mankind not to condemn it but to save it. Amen. Glory. That's something to shout about. We need to come alive this morning. Every morning. Amen. Did you pinch yourself when you got up this morning? <laughs> Too bad. You don't, <laughs> you don't know if you're alive this morning or not. Now let's go to 1 John, way in the back of the book, Bible. 1 John chapter, th chapter 3. 
in 1 John chapter 3, looking at verse 8. He that committeth sin is of the devil, for the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose the Son of God was manifest, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Glory to God. The, de the works of the devil. This is one of the things that Jesus came to do. This is one of the reasons for Christmas. To destroy the works of the devil. Amen. Glory to God. Let's uh, give you another scripture that will back that one up. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 2. In Hebrews chapter 2. In Hebrews chapter 2, looking at beginning with verse 14. For as much that as the children are partakers of the flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that had power of death, that is the devil, and delivered them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Glory to God. He delivered us. Amen. That's right. Thank you, Jesus. He didn't deliver you from church. <laughs> That's right. From the works of the devil. Amen. Well, too many people say, I, you know, I go anywhere I want. No, he delivered us from going to those places. We were just drug along. Ball and chain. Wherever the, the devil wanted to take us, we went. He just had to suggest it. Oh, yeah, we're going to go that way. We've been delivered from it. Amen. Set free. Hallelujah. Familiar verse this time. Going back to the book of John, chapter 10. Verse 10. That's John 10, 10. The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and destroy. Jesus said, I am come that they might have life yes. and they might have it more abundantly. Amen. We should have got up this morning and have life more abundantly. Amen. I would say, whoever's sitting next to you pinched them, but you know. <laughs> have life more abundantly Amen. something to enjoy Amen. That's right. hallelujah glory to God well since we're in John let's go to John chapter 18 these are some of the reasons that Jesus came verse 37 that's John 8 37 Pilate therefore said unto him, Art thou a king then? Jesus answered, Thou sayest that I am a king. To this end I was born. And for this same cause came I unto the world, that I should bear witness unto the truth. And everyone that is of truth heareth my voice. He brings us truth. He's the way, the truth, and the life. Back up to the book of Luke, chapter 19 this time. Oh, glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. 
You're going to get out early this morning because I know some of you need to get your shopping done. <laughs> I, for one. <laughs> <coughs> Go and get those coupons for happy meals and all that. <laughs> That's the type of meal you need to give to somebody, a happy meal. <laughs> Luke chapter 19, did you find it yet? Let's go to verse 10. For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. Glory to God. He went looking for us. I'm glad he came looking for us because I would never look for him. I mean, there was so much out there that I was doing that he says, hey, I'm over here. He came looking for me. Sent the, sent the per proper or the perfect person in my life to get me born again, to share the good news of the gospel. And I said, hey, okay, that, that kind of rings my bell. I'll go along with it. Okay. Uh, I was raised in a main denominational church. You know, uh, if you're, when you're baptized, you are saved, which is erroneous, but you can't, can't, it says you have to confess, and how can you, when you're a baby, confess anything? You know, that's not confessing. Anyway, uh, Raised in a main denomination. This is way off course now. Uh, but this is a, the reason for Christmas. Um, and that's the title, the reason for Christmas. Um, a lady that also had, was going to the same church uh, got born again. Remember, this is at the time, this is during the hippie time, the hippie movement back in the uh, late 60s, early 70s. And so... Uh, she started inviting me to uh, Bible studies. And, you know, she was a nice lady. I could get out of the house, so why not? So I went to numerous Bible studies with, with different people. But never, never, you know, they, they, at the end of the Bible study, does anybody want to receive Jesus Christ? <laughs> I mean, you know, five people there, and you're the only hiding. Um, n never came, came about. Uh, then there was a, uh, I know she was praying for me. And prior to this, I had gone as a child. My dad, we, we lived in uh, Salinas. We had a strawberry farm and a chicken ranch type thing. And uh, a uh, friend of my dad, he says, where your kids, where, where, where does your kids go to church anywhere? And he says, no. He says, he says can I take them? Sure, Dad said, <laughs> take you on. <laughs> so that's when I first got, uh, ran into Pentecost. Um, it was a small church. Uh, they had uh, a little band, a trumpet, a saxophone, and a piano player, if I recall. And uh, they had... Sunday school for the kids, and you know, of course, Sunday school for the adults, and then they all go together. But uh, 
I had this little teacher. Uh, kind of took me under her wing and then she started teaching me. I, you know, in my old church, I never heard these things. It, she gave details on, on how things worked and you know, gave a little history which, uh, of what uh, was taking place. So uh, after a while, uh, somehow we stopped going as kids and my mom started taking us to her church, which was you know, mainline denomination. Anyway, so I got that lady praying for me. And then, of course, now that I'm uh, in church now uh, with this other lady that just got born again, and she was hot. I tell you what, she, she was dragging everybody she, she could uh, to Bible studies. Yeah, she thought she was crazy. You, you, if you read your Bible, and I don't know, some of you will recall this, maybe in your own mainline denomination. If you read your Bible, you get crazy. So, you know. Uh, so don't. <laughs> so, um, I didn't get born again at that time, but there was, I, I, I kept in contact, and it was a, uh, this is my sophomore year, going freshman year in college, and uh, got a car, find, pay, you know, got enough money, and they had a revival meeting in a town about 20 miles away. So I went there. To, uh, no, I didn't go, and she was she she was you know on her own. But I went there, and I uh, hear this minister. It was spit flying all over. I mean, hell and brimstone, and and uh, man, I, he says, you can walk out of this church. And be lost, or you can come up here and get saved and by the Lamb of God and not meet the Lion of God. Well, somehow that, that clicked. I went forward and got saved. And, okay, so that's my testimony on that. So, life more abundantly. Bear witness. Where was I now? Uh, John, that was John 8. No. Luke 19.10. Okay, seek and save the lost. So he, he found me, glory to God. Saw me running out there you know, with the goats and everything, and you know, lassoed me and pulled me in. Now let's go to the book of Mark. In the book of Mark, we're, we're looking at uh, reasons for Christmas. Mark chapter 10. Verse 45, Mark. 10.45 For even the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. Jesus wasn't down here to be served. He came here to serve. Glory to God. I'm, I'm happy that uh, he served up a good plate of, of the gospel for me and, and many of others have received the gospel meal and received, you know just went with it so so he was he was ransomed for me you need to highlight that in your bible if you haven't and put it ransom for me you know there, there says many but i say for me glory to god and of course we go back to the matthew, matthew chapter 6 
beginning with verse 32, Matthew 6, 30, uh, 32. For after these things do the Gentiles seek for your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. Verse 33, But ye seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to, unto you. Why? Because you have Jesus. We can, we can ask, knock, and seek because of Jesus. And all those things are opened and available. Amen. We don't have to, you know, beg and scream. He says, just ask, and, and it's going to be granted. Amen. Seek, find, you know, seek. You find something in the Bible that, that's yours, I, you can get it. Knock, if it's a little bit harder, knock on it and say, okay, Lord, you said let us reason together. This is what your word says. Are you a man or God? I know you're not a man, so God, you don't give anything out unless it's a blessing. Glory to God. Okay, let's now turn to the book of uh, Galatians. In the book of Galatians, you want to find the fifth, pardon me, the fourth chapter, that's Galatians chapter 4. Looking at verse 5. One Lord, one faith, and one baptism. One God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. Glory to God. We're not born under the law any more. It's Galatians chapter... Oh, wait a minute. That's, not, I was, that's, that's four. Okay, let's... I'm glad somebody said something. <laughs> We got something out of that anyway. It was a freebie. Okay, that's Galatians chapter 4, verse 5. To redeem them that were under the law, that ye might receive the adoption of sons. We were under law. He redeemed me from, from the law. I was a lawbreaker. I mean, you know, if you watch Westerns, they got a wanted. And they got a price over your head. I tell you what, the devil want, wants you, but glory to God, Jesus said, I'll put my picture up there and, and I'll take your place. Okay, so we're redeemed from the law and we've been adopted as sons, daughters, glory to God. Let's go back to, uh, to, the, back to the rear of the book. 1 John chapter 4. First John chapter 4, looking at verse 9. In this was manifest the love of God towards us, because that God sent his only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through him. We have life through the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The abundant life that he wants to give us. We should be able to dance around. And Christmas is not just on one day, it's every day. Right. Every day you read the Bible... There's a gift for you to take, receive. So this, this coming year, when you read the Bible, there, there's, there's something 
every day for you to jump up. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Verse 6 also goes, We are of God. He that knoweth God heareth us. He that is not of God heareth us not. Thereby we, uh, hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Hey, we just listen to our inward witness, the Holy Spirit. He's going to lead us and guide us into proper uh, areas. Amen. Okay. Back to the book of Luke. Again, these are reasons for Christmas. But you never thought so many good reasons for Christmas. That's Luke chapter 4, once again. This time we want to go to verse 18. Luke 4, 18. The Spirit of the Lord, Jesus is speaking, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and the recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised. Glory to God. To preach the acceptable year of the Lord. He set us free. Amen. No more under bondage. Amen. Glory. Think about that for a moment. Okay, let's go now. Return back up to the book of Mark, chapter 2 this time. In Mark chapter 2. Look what Jesus says in Mark chapter 2, verse 17. When Jesus heard it, he said unto them, They that are whole have no need of a physician, but they that are sick, I came not to call on the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Glory to God. He called me. To repentance. Hallelujah. And let's go all the way into the Old Testament now. And you want to find the book of Isaiah. In Isaiah chapter 9. Verse 6. Isaiah 9, 6. For unto us is... A child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Glory to God. It's not talking about the government of the United States. It's not talking about the government of, of Great Britain. It's not talking about the government of China. It's about talking about the government in you. You, to change the derelict life that we led, he came to change us. And he, would, he, he would bear the burden of sin for us. Glory. And of course, we go to Psalms 107. Verses 19 and 20. 
That's Psalms 107, verses 19 and 20. Then they cried unto the Lord with their trouble, and He saved them out of their distresses. He sent His word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. Glory to God. This is why He was sent. This is the reason for Christmas. We need to rejoice. Put a whole list of things up, uh, up there. Okay. I'm just going to kind of deviate a little bit. How many has ever heard the Hallelujah uh, Chorus? Uh, well, some of you are... The Hallelujah Chorus uh, was composed by George Frederick Handel. He lived in the 17th century. Um, he wrote it in 1741. Uh, the Hallelujah Chorus uh, uh, is in the opera of the Messiah. Okay, we're going to give you some history. It took uh, Handel 24 days to compose this piece of music. That's a long time. And during those 24 days, he didn't hardly eat. He was, you could say he was, it was a type of fast. And what happens when you fast? You get a greater understanding, don't you? Okay. At one point, uh, he had tears in his eyes and cried out to his servant, I did, uh, I did think, I did see all of heaven before me, as he wrote this, and the great God himself, he had just finishing, finished writing the Hallelujah Chorus. Okay. Handel was 56 years, old, 56 years of age and had serious health problems. Um, and at the same time, he was facing bankruptcy. I mean, he was, you know, pretty good. But, you know, I guess when you're a composer or a songwriter today, you know, if you, you don't get a hit, you don't get a series of hits, you know, you kind of, you're, you're living off your pocketbook, and sometimes it gets pretty down, down, okay? Um, uh, he, again, he had health problems. At the same time, he was facing bankruptcy and looked like a, a, a complete failure. Uh, composing of the Messiah proved to be a positive thing in his life and to turn things around from him, for him at that, that time, okay? A friend named Charles Jensen had given him some 73 Bible verses focusing on the Messiah. 73. There were 42 verses from the Old Testament, mainly out of Psalms and the book of Isaiah. There were 31 verses from the New Testament. And Handel brilliantly put all these verses to music. Wow. Um, a charity in Dublin uh, paid him money to write something for a, a, for a charity for performance. So this was, you know, a charity came to him, we're gonna, we want, we'll pay you for something, just write something for a, a performance. And he came up with this. Wow. Okay. In uh, 1742 was the first performance of the Messiah and the Hallelujah uh, Chorus. And in 1743, 
It was performed before King George II. I mean, this is, this is something, this is, you know, it's like a, you hear it and it becomes a hit record and everybody's hearing it and you don't want to hear it. So they were going to give this performance before King George. And, uh, well, I don't know how old King George was, but he kind of dozed at one point. And all of a sudden, they hit the hallelujah, uh, the chorus. And I woke up, and he stood up to his feet. <laughs> well, when the king does something, everybody does something. From that, from that point on, when the, the hallelujah chorus was sung or performed, everybody stood. Wow. So... Could this song be the song that the angels sung? Remember, there was shepherds in the field at night, and an angel came and says, there's a babe wrapped up in swaddling clothes, you'll find him in the manger. And then after that, he disappeared. And then the host of heaven came, and, sang, and they began to sing a song. I believe Handel in the spirit because he was fasting and well maybe it was a perfect you know fasting he came up with the song the same song I believe the angels So you will hear the Messiah or the hallelujah chorus right now This is what I believe that they sang at the birth of Jesus announcement that was the announcement to the shepherds that night they went out and told everybody I mean when you hear something like that a bunch of angels singing like that wow glory to God so that's the reason for Christmas. Okay. We have communion service this morning, so um, we're just gonna file by and pick it up ourselves, make it easy on everybody. And she can find some music, whatever she likes. If she wants to play that one over again, that's fine, too. <laughs> it's a joyful event. <coughs> you have to see for what I see from here. <laughs> Communion, as we know it, is a spiritual union 
between you and the Lord. We remember his death and his resurrection and the forgiveness of our sins. And Paul writes in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 11, beginning in verse 23, For I have received of the Lord that which I also deli uh, delivered to you, unto you, the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he break it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. After the same manner, he also took the cup. And we had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. Do, the, do, the, do <laughs> this too. <laughs> Boy. Testament in my blood, this do ye as often as ye drink it in remembrance of me. Wherefore, whosoever eateth this bread and drinketh this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. So let a man examine himself, and so let him eat and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation unto himself, not discerning the Lord's body. So you have the emblems, the bread, leavened bread, represents the body of Jesus. The bruises, the stripes, it says by his stripes are we healed. So there's healing, there's healing in his body. So, Father, we praise you. We just give you thanks for the opportunity, Father God, to commemorate, Father God, the blessing, Father God, of the communion in the bread. In Jesus' name. And as we look to the cup, he said it was the cup that removed Father from us the sin that we were washed white through the blood of the Lamb. So, Father, we praise you. We just give you thanks, Lord. In remembrance of what the blood did. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You're getting out early? Get those coupons. Let's <laughs> 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 all stand. Starbucks, McDonald's.
in and out. Father, we praise you. We just give you thanks. We thank you, Lord, that we can celebrate, Father God, the birth of your son. A point of history, Father God. That Jesus was willing to give his life for sinners such as we. We praise you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that we can share the good news of the gospel, Father God, to those that we come in contact with. As we go our separate ways, Father God, I thank you, Lord, that we are blessed and we are going to bless others in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. <laughs>